1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Hi, (laughs) and welcome. We're going to chink our glasses. Oh, let's do it. To vaginas. Woo, to vaginas! <laughs> to vaginas. <laughs> and all that's sailing her. Mm-hmm. So today on The Banging Book Club um, it's the second episode, the first episode, episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've had like two <laughs> <days>. Much gin <laughs> has already happened, guys. I'll level with you. Much gin. <laughs> get on your badge level. <laughs> Don't I'll get on I'll left. Left. A lot vag- no. of level. No, not without consent. So last episode we discussed asking for it, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you're listening to this, you'll have watched our little introduction video. Um, about the uh, vagina monologues who kind of like already know a little bit of the background. But basically, this is Evie Ensler and she she's interestingly, she's quite a famous feminist, but kind of only after the vagina monologues. <laughs> so she doesn't oh, is really- is this what made her famous? Not famous, but it made her like a prominent name in the feminist world. And mm-hmm. before that, she wasn't, she doesn't really see. She says. She says this in the introduction. She says she didn't really see herself as a performer until about three years into touring the Vagina Monologues. So everyone's like, <laughs> "No, you are actually performing," and she's like, "Oh, I
0: am." <laughs> um,
2: I got to interview the director of Mad Max, who'd also di- in- interestingly directed <laughs> Babe, oh. <laughs> and also the <laughs> the the, accla- the acclaimed like sequel, Pig in the City. Um... <laughs> But he'd, he'd done Man Max and he'd called in Evie to do some of the work with the women on the set. So like yeah. talking to them about feminism, how they project femininity. Which I thought was quite interesting. But um, anyway, so she's she's become quite a prominent feminist because of this text. And she does say in a lot of it that people rang up and the, it said that <laughs> the men rang up and were like, Can I see the vagina play? <laughs> yeah. And the women rang up and were like, I'd like to book a ticket for the monologues, <laughs> and then she says, "Like you know, like if you can't say the word, don't come." <laughs>
0: um, quite literally, probably. Oh. Um, so this is a
2: collection of um, uh, fictionalized monologues um, based on real life interviews mm-hmm. about women and their vaginas. Yep. is that is that accurate? That, I would agree. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you want? Should we go around the circle at first and just say first impressions? Like, what did you think it was going to be like? That's your first reading first. This is my first reading. Welcome. And <laughs> it feels very, like, 90s punk-forward feminist. Mm-hmm, yeah. And very, like, my vagina is not a person... Please leave it alone, thank you. <laughs> that's we, how you feel. That's how I feel, but I'm reading it as a 21st century Well, exactly, person. yeah. It's like, one of the things I we're totally like, I totally acknowledge yeah. that at the time this was groundbreaking. It's how I feel about 1984. I read 1984 <laughs> yeah, I read yeah, yeah. Let's not bring it up again, guys, because I still haven't read <laughs> Can it. Can we not bring up Orwell until Hannah has read the seminal texts of George Orwell? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Let's just say that 1984... I read as a 16-year-old and thought, well, this is not groundbreaking. And then I had to have it explained why it was groundbreaking. Yeah. But this Uh, I understand why it's groundbreaking. Because you'd seen actual Big Brother, which is quite messy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I was like, well, what's... Like the generation that's grown up with Big Brother will never really understand communism, which is kind of a good thing. Where's where's that going? I do kind of feel like this this, um, could still be groundbreaking for a lot of women Mm. today to be honest yeah. so coming from my perspective it's something obviously i'll like talk about in other places on the mm-hmm. internet but like i i grew up in a very christian atmosphere mm. um like this i heard my friends going to see the vagina Logs with their mother <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like that is never gonna happen for me and in the same way that titanic was very off limits for me because oh, really? boobs were shown i didn't see titanic until i was like 17 <laughs> and like i remember my, my friends that were guys being like oh, i titanic and i was like what the fuck <laughs> like i was thinking, like what happens um i read vagina monologues when i was at university and i remember people talking about it when we were like 15 or 16 and being like oh, i want to see the vagina monologues and i was like yeah it's not gonna happen for me <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, not, part that not, that's not part of my life that's not part of my but people were still very conscious of it when you were young because for me it's I've, this is the first time um, i've really even heard of it yeah. yeah yeah and again i think it's that thing of like when you discover it and when you discover the context of it so i think for me like i was reading it being like like the first, I think I read it in first year of university and I was really like, oh my God. Like, cause I, and I was still a Christian at that point. <laughs> I was still like, are we allowed to talk about vaginas like this? I'm not sure. <laughs> see, this was my first reading of it, okay. but
1: I was very much aware of it. And um, I can't remember my exact age, but mid-teens maybe. And my sister is two years younger than me. My parents took us both to see... Um, not the full vagina monologues, but like some extracts from it. It was a very weird play out in the open in the middle of a field <laughs> with a fire.
2: When you say out in the open, how out in the open were you? We were,
1: we were outdoors. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: We were outdoors and there
2: was a fire. Al <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: And we were um, listening to these women
1: um, perform some of the monologues and um, I couldn't remember much of that. No. I just know that I went to see it. Um, but then reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, I've... I saw mm. this one because I remembered it. And those ones were the, like, my vagina is pissed off, that one. was <laughs> my favourite one. Yeah, I remember that one. And then the other one, which is the one where um, she hates her vagina and she, like, has sex with this guy and he just Bill. stares. Is that his
2: name Bill? I think it's Bill. <laughs>
1: and he just um, stares at her vagina for, it's like, 90 different. minutes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Like, I thought, oh, great, like, a good two-minute stare, cool. Can yeah, but, like, just, like, it's... Because, um, again, it's like that whole bad feminist thing of being like, this (laughs) woman, so in that monologue, the the woman is, um, discussing that she is, feels a little bit weird and guilty, the fact that she could only accept her vagina when a man did. But like, the man seems Mm. pretty fucking cool. Like, Bill seems like the dullest fucker of all time, but like, he also, yeah he he was boring, wasn't he? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, like, he was just like, he collects, like, cigarette (laughs) cards, I don't remember what she said, but it, it made him seem very boring but then but he he's very... just really into vaginas yeah and like was that something that like she felt like she was going to be judged for that but at the same time like it's all about the destination man it's not about the route yeah <laughs> like, if that's how she got there you know yeah i, I don't, don't know. know i think men are 50 percent of the population unfortunately sometimes your self-worth is going to be affirmed by them yeah, and that kind of yeah. sucks. But also, but... but also, if we're living in an era where gen- interesting, like I think I feel like more we're living in a gender, uh, like an era. We're living in a gender. <laughs> <laughs> we are always living within a gender, and that is the problem. That's what we're trying to work some oh up. Oh my God. No, um, we're living in an era where. Like, we're more conscious of the fact that gender is a fiction, mm. and so, like, when, when people feel guilty about being like, a man helped me do this, therefore it's not relevant, I'm like, mate, <laughs> gender isn't relevant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so don't worry about it. Does it I matter. think it's more, I don't know. Did you, I okay, I understand because I think I reread it again a few days ago and felt differently about it than I did the first time. Okay, I read it. Oh, interesting. Um, but just, just the same kind of stuff that you were saying about, um having to personify your vagina.
1: Yeah. I, I'm just like, I don't <laughs> but want like that's to okay. say. Maybe we yeah. don't need to do
2: that anymore because this is not It was the whole like, my smell, vagina really. is
1: like this and my vagina is like this and it smells like this and if it wore something, it would wear this and if it could speak, it would say this and I'm just like, my vagina is a vagina. It gets <laughs> it gets wet when it's horny. Sometimes dicks go in. Sometimes periods come out. Like it's, a it's more of a funnel.
2: <laughs> it's an anatomy bit for me. It's like if someone names their breasts, I'm like, why? Or, like, if someone names their yeah. boobs or their penis. But I'm then like... again, it's, like, if you're taught to not talk about something and make make it feel like it doesn't exist, then you have to, like, almost personify it to accept <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And to yeah, be able definitely. to talk about yeah. it Yeah, well. like, I've never thought of my boobs as something different for me, but then maybe the generation mm. before me needed to because they weren't allowed to even talk about the fact they had them. Mm, like, it gives you an affection. You have to, like, distance them to make them closer. <laughs> I have a
1: question. Like, um, <laughs> What's your preferred um name for vagina. Oh cuz okay there
2: were loads of words
1: weren't there in here. There's it? loads of words. But like what's your them. preferred term in in like talking about it maybe like how we're talking about it now? And then also your preferred word for it in a sexual situation. Always
2: vagina. And that's really? because I really? don't feel comfortable saying anything else. So maybe I do need not vagina not monologues. a derriere, yeah, a poochie, a popey, a peepee, <laughs> no. a toady, a dee-dee, a no, hishi, no, a, dig- a dignity. I like that one. A monkey box, a cushy snoocher. Monkey box. What <laughs> that. I know. A funny boo. Um, No, stop. Stop, Lena. We get it.
1: We're all getting embarrassed. No, they're just like awful names. And like, I I personally use vagina in most contexts. And then in sexual contexts, I genuinely like cunt. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because... I, I mean, think cunt is a swear word. I pussy mean, is, like,
1: I hate pussy. I hate
2: p- It's like, <laughs> this is the your it's heteronormativity p- much. P- no, I, but, I hate the word pussy. I hate the there. word
1: pussy so much. Well,
2: because it's like, animalizes <clears> it. And also, yeah. like, I'm not really. Like, like the, if, if I had to have a dog or a cat, really i definitely sexual. have a dog at this point in my life. <laughs> and I do not want a cat. And that is so I like No, it's horrible. You know when people use the affectionate term in a relationship, daddy? To me, that's the same <laughs> as pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. It makes you go like, oh, uh, but <laughs> it's yes, really like because
1: I find yeah. that um, a lot of in America, um, pussy is basically what you say for vagina. Like, it is very really? much. It is very much the hey Americans. Can you tell us? <laughs> of, it's very much the status quo of like in a sexual situation, you would use you use the word pussy and this I'm saying this because like every American yeah, man I've slept with has used the word pussy and I'm like, and like what is this Ugh! word
2: You're just- stop it <laughs> oh I um, feel like that when they say sidewalk instead of pavement though <laughs> it's all very confusing it's just like it's a sexy like like that cat in Aristocats that's just like this sexy little white thing with the I'm like just, a pussy Yeah, is a cat. Cat. it feels like it feels like it's a weird like childlike sexualization. yeah of an anyway. animal we're definitely, anyway, of word, like but, like, the- we're definitely not a fan of the word picking like we've gone over we're definitely not a fan of the Percy. But like, um, I like the word fanny My granny's Weren't called like, fanny Not in it, like sexual <laughs> I, I, See that's why though, it yeah. could be a person <laughs> <laughs> It's my granny fanny Maybe it's because I really liked solos and Amazons when I was a young girl girl in that called fanny she's like, fanny She basically would survive the apocalypse like um, What's the word? When it's crinkled and it opens out Oh look at surprise. You're technically it's like a child's pop up. Which is like, yeah, like it one does. of those cards on a birthday, like hello Yeah, exactly. oh my god. So who read the who oh, I yeah. I only read the vagmont Who read like, the forward, not, like line I did, I, I did. Kind of, I, yes. I didn't I didn't have time for that Okay, show. so what we've learned is that like the clitoris is the only place in both female, like, but both bodies, both male and female bodies, that is purely designed for pleasure. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, the function. yeah. And also, wasn't it, okay, I don't know where I've, I don't think I've bookmarked this, but I do believe that the that the female vagina has, like, 4,000 nerve endings. Like, the 8, clitoris. 8,000. The, and, the, and the male, I it, like, and the penis yeah. only has 4,000. Yeah, and then which
1: it I think is a, it. The like, clitoris is powerful. That's scary. But it's, like, Hey, if, you know, we were made to have a part of our body that's sole purpose is sexual and the counterpart on, like, the opposite sex or whatever, opposite biological sex, has half as many nerve endings. Yeah, like, how
0: scary.
2: It's like... It's like, enter stage left FGM. (laughs)
1: Like, this is so powerful, we need to obliterate Yeah. And we need to obliterate it and we need to not talk about it and we need to make sure that women can't find their own and men can't find women's. Yeah.
2: Quick question. So, no. Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, when did you find out a clitoris existed? I was like 18. Uh, like, as in I literally hadn't even heard the word. I didn't know it was Oh, around. do you know what? Do you know what? I think I found it and then I hadn't realised there was a name for it and it wasn't a vagina. <laughs> I was I like, have no oh, idea. Oh, it's a different part. Oh, okay. Makes sense. I don't um, know.
1: I think I cause was generally aware of it but I was... I never. No, but I genuinely I thought know. that was
2: your vagina. I, I for sure know. wasn't told about it ever. <laughs> but I sure.
1: remember. For sure, <laughs> I remember um, telling one of my friends about the clitoris when she was twenty-one and she had no clue.
2: Wow. Shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she knew where it was. She just know there's a name for it. Or maybe she didn't know. Where she it was. didn't know. It's like I feel it like I feel it when I'm not touched I just know it's there I can feel it's it like, if I'm wearing it's like jeans like a toe and I'm cross legged <laughs> it's like a really big toe yeah I if just I'm, know it's there if I'm wearing jeans
1: and I'm like sitting <laughs> why can't the
2: podcast capture a facial expression Lucy's facial expression it's brilliant <laughs> how does it feel like a toe wow yeah you know how you're like very
1: aware of your nose and it's just there and you can you can feel it and you yeah. can sense it I can pretty much sense my clitoris but Most now, of the time. I am
2: yeah, trying like... to sense my clearness. I do not sense it like a lot. Can you of the hear time. that? That is the sound of Lucy Moon trying to sense English.
1: <laughs> I can sense mine. I also I remember being in the library at university and I would just be wearing jeans and I'd be sitting on the chair and I'd have like my legs crossed and I would like just be twitching my foot. And after a while I'd start to notice that the jean, my jeans were rubbing in the crotch area and it was like rubbing against my clit. And I was like, ooh, having a great time yeah. doing some work. Like, it's
2: like living the dream. it's brilliant, no one knows. <laughs> One of the ones that I've pinpointed is the one of it's one of the first ones, really. But we were talking about it about um, it's it's called he because he liked to look at it. Mm, That's the name of the monologue, mm. and it says, "I came to love my vagina. It's embarrassing because it's not politically correct, mm-hmm. and it's all about how she she didn't want to talk about her vagina and she found it quite ugly, um, but then she met this guy who was like weirdly." over fascinated with her and oh, like i think over like over yeah, enthusiastic. there isn't yeah. like a like i'm gonna bar enthusiasm at one point i'm just like okay <laughs> yeah. that's now it's fetishizing and that's like, like I, but like he really he really
1: went just there. wanted to stare at it for yeah for a long time but i can i can really empathize with this woman mm. because i've definitely um felt more comfortable in my body especially in sexual situations i've been more happy with myself and more confident um, when a guy has been voluntarily and enthusiastically like, I want to go down on you and I want to spend a lot of time down there and I love it. And, like, yeah. and that is video so good. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's got nothing to do with the fact they're a man. It's got to do with that they're your sexual partner in that but moment.
2: Just, so there's a thing of like, you start out on your own not thinking your vagina is, like you think your vagina is disgusting and then somebody persuades you that it's okay. Or there's, you go out into the world and think your vagina is okay and then men tell you differently. And then, Ugh. but so the relief of finding somebody who's like, yeah, your vagina is fine and valid and I will let it yeah. exist properly. Wow. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So I think it is more that for our mm. generation. It's just like, I think my vagina is fine. Can we find some people who find it less gross? Yeah. You know, like, so it's more, I don't know. Yeah, I would not have any time for someone that thought a vagina was like gross. Yeah. I literally well, like but then wouldn't. it's very it's very like subtle the way do you know what I mean like Yeah. It's, it's not as like, I find your vagina gross. But then again, I think penises me. are pretty gross. So maybe I'm part of the problem. Okay, so also, like, the right of, so the right of, I think, especially, again, like, I think this is important to talk about because of wh- when we were born. <laughs> like, we're all born in, like, 1990 or afterwards, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, so, and it's like, I think that it's very different from the conversations I spend my, my literary time reading about. I think it's, I think it's different. And I think that my right as a feminist as somebody who's born in 1990, is that I get to disagree with feminists. I get to not want to hang out with people who are also feminists, because the whole point of feminism is I don't have anything in common with people who are also... identify as women. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? And I get to not like parts of my... not like parts of my body, but I don't get to... Like, part of my right as somebody who's a feminist is to not... not be, like, over enthusiastic about parts of my body I don't want to be yeah do you know exactly. what I mean you I'm like I accept all of my body as my body I don't want to hurt any of my body but if I don't want to like my eyebrows I just won't because that's my right <laughs> <laughs> and I don't it doesn't have to be like a big political statement to be like I love everything about me because like so is is it this woman's right to like not be the, so she feels really guilty and like unpolitically because she doesn't love her vagina and it's like, it is just part of your body. Why do you have to... Yeah, I don't love my vagina. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's another part of my anatomy that I'm grateful for. I don't for. really love my yeah. nostrils either. Yeah. But I know that right. they have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'm like, my hair looks like a pony. But I understand <laughs> yeah. that I've been born with it. And I'm grateful to have been born with hair. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much
1: like, like one of those people that um, will sit in front of a mirror and look at my vagina
0: but really, I, okay, so I tried you. to do this, but only when
2: but I'm trimming <laughs> it. <laughs> only when you're filming it. Trimming it. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, that's not in fact how I live in the area of London. I live is <laughs> fine.
1: No, but whenever I do that, <laughs> I'm I don't, girl, man. I don't look okay. at it and think, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Like look at my body. Okay, you at don't, no, thank God, I don't I don't I'm really think struggling that. That. with that. No, I don't think that. Actually, there are parts of it. I'm just like, I wish that, wasn't like that. I wish that bit of labia wasn't bigger than that bit of labia. Do you know what I mean? And that, but actually, even though those thoughts are happening, ultimately, I am looking at it and I'm just going, "It's a vagina. It works." You know, <laughs> it's okay.
2: Repulsed by it. I know. I'm yeah. Not repulsed by it. And you understand it, but... the the. You're privileged enough in a way to understand the like why it's okay to love it and why it's not okay to like be shamed by it. Mm. I think it's alright how you feel about your vagina. But then that means in many places, we have a long way to go. Yeah, Yeah. but
1: one of the reasons why I um, use a, a mirror a lot, not a lot, I don't know, every so often. One of the reasons why I like to look at my vagina occasionally is because the thought that someone else who isn't me has looked at it more, is unsettling to me, because it's my body. Yeah, really, and I find yeah, it really strange that could, there could be another person out there who has seen my vagina more in terms of like length of time, or more times in terms of occasions, than me. And so I'm it's like, it's more of a it's,
2: race. It's like, my
1: vagina, I should be the person who's seen it the most, and hung out <laughs> with it the most.
2: That's true, I definitely agree with that, and I've never thought of it like that. that neither have I. There are definitely people who have seen my vagina... More than I have seen my vagina. Exactly, and that's scary. <laughs> yeah,
1: and if you think or about the amount better. of times that people, have...
2: for sure, for sure. But yeah, if you think yeah. about the
1: amount of times that people with dicks have seen their own
2: dicks, it's like every yeah, day. I was just thinking. Yeah, oh, yeah. every time you pee. You're... Oh, this yeah. is. Oh, no, I'm gonna get weird body dysmorphia <laughs> of like inside and outside because I feel like every day men are confronted by their genitalia. Yeah. in this very, yeah. like, visceral But way. we're Not confronted subject.
1: by our boobs. Like, where. Yeah, I don't see my... Yeah, I've seen yeah. my boobs
2: more than I confronted. think. Confronted. Anyone else has seen my <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Yours are confronted. Yeah, mine are... Mine are more of an occasional nudge. <laughs> Yours are like, hey! Mine are purely <laughs> passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> passive-aggressive breath. Okay, so there's two other, um, like, discussions on the agenda that I wanted to talk about. Cause what? three. Three. <laughs> three. Um, and, like... What I, I feel like with this podcast, we're less talking uh, like from the text, we're talking about the text. I feel like a lot of the things that I've bookmarked we have talked about, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but with asking for it, I think it's very situational. Whereas because these are like basically allegories, yeah, <laughs> for like how you feel about your vagina, we're kind of talking about the themes, that maybe not sticking as close to the text. But I think that's fine, mm-hmm. I think that's um, what it's meant for, if, really. yeah. No, it is it it's is a trampoline,
1: more... and we bouncing enough to talk about vaginas, and yeah, vaginas should be talked about more. And
2: like what I liked about how. Um Eve talked about it was that she was like, um, this this thing happened to me. I just had to not get in the way of it. And like I didn't mean for this to happen. I was supposed to be writing something else, and I kept interviewing people about their vaginas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so like yeah. I basically think the spirit of the vagina monologues is you should just have your own monologue about it, so it's fine. But I do want to talk about abuse i want to talk about um childbirth and you want to talk about arousal, arousal. didn't you speaking of which, should we trigger warn it for abuse then yes so this part of the podcast will be trigger warned for abuse um and i will put a little description somewhere to say when you can skip to Perfect. Um, th- that's what we do right yeah. yeah yeah so i feel like our um conversations and monologues almost around vaginas are a lot to do with abuse at the moment I feel like a lot of, like, YA fiction is, like, not focused on rape, but there is a lot more talk about it. And I think mm-hmm. in the media we talk a lot, and because I think also our worldview is becoming bigger. So in the UK, I'm fortunate enough to live in, in like, I think I, I'm, i you know, like, a lot of the time I'm at least two generations away from, like, legal rape. Actually, marital rape was only it was like 1990s. made illegal in 1991 mm. or something horrible no. like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, so if you were married to somebody it wasn't actually illegal to rape them, <laughs> which is why people are like, feminism, it's over. And I'm like, we have literally just begun. <laughs> um, oh but I feel, I feel like um, and now we have a more global view. I think we have a much more of a political view of sexual violence because it is so connected to politics. Um, but there is one um, um, monologue in here that is uh, about a woman from Yugoslavia Am I wrong? Former Yugoslavia. I can't remember. Former it. Yugoslavia. Yeah. It says, My vagina, a wet water village. They invaded it, butchered it and burnt it down. I do not touch it now. I do not visit. I live somewhere else now. I don't know where it is. And it is like this whole like, mm. your vagina is a geographical location that if somebody fucks it up, you literally have to walk away. You just and it, put I up know, the tape. Yeah, and I think this is, there is a certain somewhat of sexism that compares circumcision with FGM and one like just mathematically the nerve endings is a completely different situation (laughs) Um, but also like we're saying I don't know it is like it is like the only place in the human body that's purely designed for pleasure and that is demonised yeah but I just I just wanted to touch on that quickly and talk and talk about like how how we like there are a lot of people that have been distanced from their vagina, <laughs> yeah. And I think we're all we're all distanced from it in cer- certain ways. But um, like it, with the asking for it, I think it's this like it, because it, it, it it's almost like this um, allegory or like parable of like what it's like to be a woman. I think I've seen the vagina monologues. Um, Performed twice, and the, the first time I saw it was in Coventry, and they had a transgender woman perform some of the monologues, okay. which I thought was really cool because, uh, well, like Eve says in the beginning of the thing, that she she hasn't included any transgender, and she she doesn't just she doesn't justify it, but she's like, I'm just telling you that I'm aware that I haven't included anybody who's transgender. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that I don't know. There's a lot of like conflict about where your vagina is spiritually <laughs> where it actually is. Because I think a lot of people don't... Yeah. If you say you don't visit your vagina anymore, are you saying you don't have sex?
1: Or are you I saying that have... you,
2: like, literally...
1: Yeah, I can't really talk from the abuse perspective or transgender yeah. perspective or anything like that. But um, just you talking about that has actually just reminded me of mm. some things that I think about and say about my vagina. Um that I completely forgot that I do, which is, so if I've slept with someone and then they go on to be a dick or they break my heart a little bit um, and they were like the most recent person that I slept with, I definitely feel some distance from my vagina because it feels like they're still there and they're still like oh. a part of me because they were the last person to be inside me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I just like anything. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I need to wash it out. I need to f- flush it out. Yeah. Um, but weirdly for me, I can only flush them out until I've had sex with someone else. Mm. But I, I don't. I don't have this. I don't think I have a healthy relationship with sex in terms of like I then go out and search the next person to sleep <laughs> so I can no. flush them up. It just so happens when when I then do like sleep with someone who just by whatever reasons it's like yeah. I'm like oh cool that other person's <laughs> like- gone now.
2: Yeah, and you feel like your body's being stretched like, yeah. away from your vagina. Yeah, I don't know. And it's weird it's because weird. sometimes I think we depend on our vaginas to like, yeah. do that, bear it for us, you know? Mm. So sometimes I'm like, oh, but I have issues with intimacy. No, I don't. It's like my vagina has issues. Oh my <laughs> I, God, yeah. And so, so, so you you're objecting for, for personification, weren't you, at the beginning? Yeah. Which I completely agree with. I thought it was actually quite weird when they were like, what would your vagina wear? A beret? <laughs> <laughs> I diamante. It would wear nothing. It would wear nothing but uh, like vaginas. (laughs) Like, like one of them was black silk underwear. I was like, or black lace underwear. I was like, yeah.
1: It's this is so weird because I thought that I was totally cool with my vagina and I didn't personify it and I was like, it's a vagina. But I'm now remembering. I don't do this anymore, but I definitely used to. um, Was that I, um, if like sex would hurt or like if it just, my vagina and my brain, like, wouldn't cooperate, like, I would, in my brain, be super turned on, but then my vagina would just be like, lol, nope. Yep. (laughs) Um, and I used to kind of always talk about that happening, just being like, Lol, my vagina's just being a dick, or like my being a dick. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're but like you win. In fairness, there's something going on there, especially if it's a distance between your mental <laughs> turned on yeah. and your vagina and not doing but, what you think it is. That's actually
1: like medical. Yeah, That's a bit but, different. So, but here's the thing though: is that I used to kind of just be like, "Oh my vag- my vagina's playing up. This is just a thing that it does," and I would very much talk about it as if it was separate from me. But this was like a couple years ago and I definitely have gotten better at being in tune with my body and been having better sex more recently mm. and it just doesn't happen anymore. Like, at all. And so I'm like, maybe I've just gotten so better at sex. Or better at having uh, again, good sex. I less, don't know. If you're
2: getting personal, I'm going personal. But okay. like, um, like, I think there are issues of her consent where you think it's okay that something is happening on the surface, but because your vagina says no, you mm. try and distance yourself from your vagina because you're like, no, I want this, but my vagina just doesn't because it's being yeah. an asshole. <laughs> it's <laughs> confusing terminology. Walls. Um, yeah. But actually, I think that I didn't want it. Oh, really? So then it's not consent in a way that I'm like, there is communication. This is what I was talking about in the last yeah. episode, where I'm like, there's not a communication breakdown. Between a man and a woman, it's a communication breakdown between me G- and myself. And like accepting your vagina like it? but like accepting your vagina as yourself is the most important thing because when you're like, no, it's not, it's not you, and I want to have sex with you, but my vagina is just not working. Yeah, it's yeah. actually just like actually, as, you should as, listen to your vagina. Yeah, it's, it's like a and listen I have, I have not mastered it, but I've started to discover that like there are issues of consent in my past. that I'm like. Nobody could have done anything wrong. There is nothing prosecutable here. There is nothing, but it is a disconnect between me and myself where I think I'm giving consent when actually I'm not. This is so (laughs) weird. (laughs) What's happening? happening? Brain explodes. I do it with my brain. If I'm like, if I'm like mentally not in a good place, I'm like, oh, my brain's really playing up. There's no <laughs> sense of but then, me. Isn't that, so do there's you the think there's a like, connection between how we treat mental health in our society and how we treat mm. sex? Because people go, "Oh, like your mental health isn't connected to who you are," and people try to solve it in a very medical way. That and then they they diagnose you with personality disorders if you can't <laughs> fix mm. it, which is like really. So I've, I I struggle with the way that. Um, the medical profession treatment mental illness because they'll try and clinicalize it in this way They're like we'll treat it with drugs and we'll diagnose it in this really like rational like classical way But then if that doesn't work, they'll be like you have a personality disorder and I'm like whoa 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 <laughs> You wanted to be a scientific and now you're bringing my personality into it And I think it is that disconnect between science and personality where it's like oh my vagina's not working which is separate from my personality and it's like Science, and at what science, point? And literature, man. At what <laughs> we should what... never have taught them differently.
1: But at what point, <laughs> like, if your vagina's playing up, or if we, if you playing play, up, yeah, if you find <laughs> it's not like, a game, it's I know. A game. <laughs> but if you find yourself in one of those situations where, like, you think you're turned on or whatever, and you're in a sexy situation, but your vagina's just like putting up the barriers and it's like dry and it's just like nothing's going in, yeah.
2: Um,
1: At what point
2: (laughs) would you go to a doctor about it, though? In the the words of, like, Reverend Wilson. (laughs) No penis shall pass. pass. (laughs) The only good thing about how to be single.
1: Um, Um, No, but at what point would you go to a doctor about it? At what point... Would you Would Uh, you? Oh, so I I have gone to a doctor. Yeah, I know. And they sent me
2: for, like, the most patronising therapy ever. And I went for therapy. And, like, I was... As, like, a second year, like, doing an English degree, I was, like, definitely more intelligent than you. I'm going to go. And then I was, like, a little arrogant... I was, like, arrogant at that point. But I was, like, if you tell me my vagina is like a flower one more time... (laughs) Oh, my God, no. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, but I did go to the doctor about staff before. And, like, they just sent me for therapy in this really, like, weird patronising way. That I was, like... Did it um, help? No. No. What well, I need, I didn't go. Went for two sessions, and then no. I just didn't turn up anymore. Because I'm a truant. <laughs> when wow. it comes to my vagina, I'm a truant. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I know someone that went through that went through something something similar, and went to the doctors, and then she was already having therapy, so it just became a part yeah. of her therapy. And then she and then she dumped her boyfriend, and... and it changed. See, my <laughs> friend has me. actually been a
1: diagnosed with. I have no idea what it's called, but my friend's been diagnosed with a thing that means that sex is really painful for her at the moment. And, yeah. like, she
2: can. I think but she's either on meds- vaginismus. Maybe it's that. Where your vagina closes up voluntarily. And they say it's, like, muscle spasms. Mm. But there's not enough reason. And we're reading Vagina by Naomi Wolf oh, yeah, <laughs> in, in May. And then we'll have another discussion. We'll have loads more knowledge that's about vaginas. About vaginas. We'll
1: have- oh, can we um, now talk about childbirth?
2: Yeah. yeah, so... Do you want to? I'm gonna sneeze. Go on, maybe.
1: Come <laughs> on, let it all out like a baby. Lucy's gonna birth some phlegm. Come on.
2: <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, now there's like thousands of now people I listening. Got the um,
1: <laughs> I will say a thing about childbirth. Um, so I was one of those lucky thirteen-year-olds that saw a video of a woman giving birth in <laughs> biology class uh, in school. Um, I hate it, and like, okay. I also have never had a child, mm. just FYI. <laughs> um, and I've you never actually. I not by a smooth <laughs> calves. But um, I really don't like it when people romanticise childbirth. I think it's fine to romanticise parenthood and romanticise like I mean, having that a baby does sound quite and romanticise holding the baby. Yeah, there's
2: so many. Parents and maybe romanticise,
1: romanticise yeah, mm. the moment right after it has been born, like it's it's in the world now. But. Actually, people talking about like actually the pushing it out, and the and, poo, and the poo, and the blood, and the and the it ripping, and having to sew it up, and being like it's beautiful, it's the circle of life, and and I'm just like no, it's actually horrific. <laughs> like, can we talk
2: about how we, horrific it
1: is? But, but yeah. I'm just like that just doesn't mean that I don't think that um, giving life isn't brilliant or whatever Mm. but actually the nitty gritty details fuck no yeah yeah. And I think
2: also it's like that, dis- <laughs> but then it's it disconnect from your vagina as well. It's like your vagina isn't a person, and also it's not a deity, and anything yeah. that it opens for doesn't make it automatically good. Like, it's good. So, like, there's so not, not a pitch because I don't work for this publishing house anymore, but there is a great <laughs> book called Things I Wish I'd Known and it's edited by Victoria Young, and it's about loads of women who have had abnormal experiences in inverted commas, and obviously with motherhood. Um, and there's loads of like essays about women who are like, I, di- I felt kind of disconnected, slash didn't really even like my baby until like four days in
0: (laughs) yeah like i think that's
2: really healthy to read about women who are like that because i think that also while we're taught to be scared of our vaginas and not look at them and not talk about them we're also scared to like think that they're deities and they know better than us (laughs) i think that anything that comes out of them is like automatically like i don't know i think we're supposed to have a sacred relationship to like it's motherhood. It's the giver this way that's of
1: life like and it's magical. i definitely I'm like the books. product
2: of a mother that read all the books that were like, this is how it should be and then felt different and then projected that, like, didn't know how to deal with the fact there was a disconnect.
0: Yeah. So if she'd
2: had that book, <laughs> that would have made such a difference if she'd if she'd grown or send up. send one now. Yeah, because she definitely thought there was something wrong with her. And yeah, that really. But then postnatal depression is a is part of that, and I think I think mm. I've read that it's decreasing. But I hope that's because we're understanding more about how like little we know about like childhood and motherhood and childhood and how how much of a choice can it is. men get so, postnatal depression? Apparently, mm-hmm. how? Well, I don't know. Men have more experiences of whole- depression than women in general, so mm. I don't know. Like, really? apparently, yeah. Really well, they they have a way. Like, I have a third. Like, so for every woman that commits suicide, there are two women, two men that commit suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it gets to that point. It's the pressure. Whereas we, like, I think that, like, eating disorders, women experience it a lot more. Blah, blah, blah. But If you're talking about just clinical depression, men are a uh, uh, much. higher Okay, vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait. let's focus some <laughs> vaginas. Um child um but but postnatal depression and a disconnect from your vagina and what has created it is like something to think about and i think something to like know about before you experience it even if you end up experiencing it anyway like it's worth imagining <laughs> that while while this and also i think we're in an era where like genuinely having a child is your choice and i think that's a really yeah. really recent thing like very with recent. the birth of the pill and stuff like that it's like we we only literally have just got a choice <laughs> in the grand scale of like dinosaurs because I, I have a poster of dinosaurs in my in bathroom. The grand and I don't know if you know scale this. Of dinosaurs. No, but like I I have a poster about English like students. the origin origin of dinosaurs in my bathroom, and it makes every time I go to the toilet, I remember that like everything that we know is quite recent. <laughs> yeah.
1: And how insignificant we really. Yeah, are.
2: and like the birth of the pill and like understanding what your vagina can do is quite. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But then thoughts on childbirth, guys. <laughs> Let's do it. So, <laughs> well, I thought it was like realistic in some ways, but also a bit poetic for my liking for childbirth. I'm like you. Like my mum was a very like Lucy come watch one born every minute every week, and I watched it once and was like, no. Yeah, what is that like? I haven't watched, I've never watched it. it. Well, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. like a, it's like Coronation Street meets meets like educational giving birth video. Mm. It's like you, you know, you you like couples but then you watch this woman like you hear her <laughs> yeah, and the then, hearing her is enough the fact that this is described so romantically in a way i think i just yeah, i don't have really time is. for it no. have you okay i don't want i don't
1: mind saying this because it is on the internet but have you read louise sprinkle of glitter's blog post about her birth of darcy
2: no i haven't no. it's
1: horrific louise nearly died
2: like she really honest about it yeah
1: it's like she loses Literally, so if much. If you're blood, out there,
2: like... I would totally want to be your friend to have a massive friend and I really do.
1: I don't know if she actually nearly died, but I, I read it a few years ago and like, oh my God, actually put me off. Like, really? yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you need
2: to know. You like, need to know these things. It... You need to know the you, risks. You can't like just trick other women into having birth because you don't want to talk truthfully about it. But at I'm the same like, same time, tell maybe me. that's a good way of doing it because then mm. if I didn't know, I'd probably still be like, oh, I really want children and right now, I'm like, I'll love yeah it. but like isn't <laughs> yeah. it like grisly? like i think it'd be really cool to want a child that much that i would genuinely know everything about childbirth and still want a child like that would be like mm. in the same way that like i read horrific breakup stories all the time and then you still And like, want you to watch fault in our stars and you still want to fall in love yeah i think that's kind of beautiful
1: <laughs> but kind of sick yeah and but, anyway, but i think there's a difference between like emotional heart pain and your vagina ripping open Pain. Yeah, no,
2: I definitely believe there's a difference. Well, that's why, like, every, like so. <laughs> I can no, deal in with most heart um, pain. It says like the the symbol of the heart is more likely to be comparable with part of the vagina than it is with like an actual physical heart. And that what we what we worship as the heart on Valentine's Day could actually be more. It's more reminiscent of the inside of the vagina. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the shape of it like the love heart the shape yeah. of a love heart so the bagging book club symbol is actually <laughs> it's a vagina so strong. <laughs> my vagina I mean, is not bu- the shape of a love heart no but if you think about an upside down love heart is definitely boobs balls the inside of vagina and if like, you think about the, the shape of a YouTube, the cultural, sex, I don't need to have a look at my vagina if I've learned anything <laughs> today you let us know yeah. Lucy let us know next month when we're doing, I'll film mom, it. yeah, please, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like not vlog live stream. It. <laughs> vlog the. Experience. I would prefer the periscope. Er- periscope <laughs> it. If we can do it in sepia, I like that we edit your videos. If you could color correct, them would we'll be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, put <laughs> a nice title on the front as well. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about fertility, we always talk about babies actually coming out. But I think mm. there's a lot of stuff about periods that resonated with me. And like, I had an experience. So I literally just read the vagina monologues, and I came to both of birthday parties. And we went to a pub, and it was brilliant. And I went to the toilet, and um, I. I emptied out my, my moon cup. I can't believe I'm saying was on the internet. You did that in the pub. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, I well, made you, you have to. Empty it out every eight hours. There's a lot every of eight hours. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. So um, I, had to, I emptied it out into the toilet and I flushed it. But obviously, like. <laughs> 'Cause some of us have got like double science and <laughs> osmosis. So like sometimes things from a high concentration don't go into a low concentration very fast. So uh... like when you flush it, it doesn't always go the whole way down. So there's still be a little bit of like blood clot at the bottom bottom of the toilet, like it doesn't make any difference to anybody else. And I came out of the toilet and these two girls, I was like washing my hands, these two girls were like there is blood at the bottom of the toilet. And they, like, literally bitched about for five minutes how disgusting it was. And I was like, I am so glad I have the internet because I'm just angry at you. I'm not embarrassed. (laughs) Mm. Um, But I think I just mentioned in my my last video that, like, I wanted to talk about... moon cups and everyone's like please can you talk about that because I don't understand and like I think a lot of women shame themselves for being fertile like it's disgusting it was disgusting for those girls that I was fertile and that I had emptied my blood into the toilet which they didn't have to like fucking touch or like I think what's more disgusting is that people use tampons and then put them in a bin and then it sits there for like 12 to 18 to 24 hours of like blood whereas I'm like I literally flushed it away this is fresh blood it's going away in like three hours yeah <laughs> does your vagina ever feel angry because my favourite um one in this just because it's the funniest actually oh, is that then my, my vagina angry. is angry Um, it's pissed off
1: I like this one a lot yeah.
2: my vagina feels angry a lot
1: when um I don't get to come.
2: <laughs> yes I definitely feel is, like uh, that's my vagina actually and being, I feel like no. women
1: aren't um, given permission to be like that like if a man doesn't come he's just like oh like blue balls and and like there's lots of words. honestly for yeah. it's a
2: medical condition I
1: swear <laughs> yeah and, and like Please, you're guilt tripped into like giving him a blowjob or giving him a hand job if you don't want to have sex with him just so he can come and it's like What's the Make alternative so for women? Can I be like, I'm so turned on now, like, please will you just, like, go down on me for, like, five minutes and I'll be fine. Like, I'm so... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. please. But, like, I don't know. That's why my vagina gets angry sometimes. It also sometimes gets angry at the patriarchy and just... Like, <laughs> no, probably. My vagina <laughs> is as a, physical, angry.
2: As a physical reaction to, like, being turned on and not coming. Or, like, I don't know... Um... I guess it's not really vagina, but a UTI makes everything and that, like, area just goes, like mm-hmm, thrash well. <laughs> Like, like, oh, no, like yeah. your, your, your vagina is just, like, really sad. Like, it just is yeah, quite That's sad. why I understand that in this play you can personify a vagina because it has more emotions yeah. than it is, like, clinical issues. Does mm-hmm. it I, feel like a headache? I it like, feels, like, actually sad. <laughs> I like the feeling, like... After
1: having sex, when you're, like, going about your day-to-day life and you've, like, got clothes on and stuff, and you've, you can still kind of feel it in your like vagina. Your energy is coming from your you, vagina. Yeah, it's very much everything exudes from your crotch. And you're just like, I had sex today. <laughs> or yesterday, or whatever.
2: And it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Fun fact, I was studying, this is nothing to do with vagina monologues, but it is to <coughs> with vaginas. Today, I was studying in my lecture how in Ghana... Um, witchcraft was seen to like uh, be in certain parts of your body, so personify parts of the body, oh. and it's all always women because yeah. it's such a mm-hmm. we're patriarchal fucking crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm quite grou- yeah. proud of how scared history is of women because we are fucking. I'm scared of myself. Yeah. <laughs> but how it like women? Sense on some level. Women would like confess to being witches so they could be purified. Mm. Um, however, when they described like. Where the witchcraft was, it'd be like, oh, it's in my eye, or it's in my vagina. People would be like, it's been sucked up through the ground. I walked over something that was cursed, and in my vagina. So, let me get that so, witchcraft
0: sound again. So, wait, to purify. <laughs> Are they I think asking to, to
1: be purified? Because if they say it's in their vagina and to be purified means someone going up there. No. Oh, no so actually they're just tricking people, people.
2: into <laughs> getting them off. No, they get like weird ritual shit. It's oh. not as fun, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but anyway, your vagina was seen to hold witchcraft in Ghana. <laughs> well, I just think everybody in is scared 1900s. of vaginas and like that is kind of like legit because yep. they're kind of scary. But also, I don't know. I think it's more yeah. of an invisible thing. So like visually, especially with like so porn, is really interesting because I think like culturally people assume that men are more drawn to the traditional kinds of porn than women are because it's very visual Ooh. and i'm like yeah because you can see your own penis can't you yeah. mm. do you know what i mean and i'm like i am way more susceptible to asmr porn oh, than i like, yeah. ever would be physical porn ever like and you can't sense that shit because it's sound <laughs> so i'm like obviously yeah. you're gonna think we're like absolute wizards <laughs> because we can get off from sound and yes. like that is the, you Sound can't is set, big for sorry, you can't reverse Google image search that shit. I, <laughs> I want like that to be the, the phrase of this podcast. We are absolute wizards. We <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: on vaginas. Yeah, but
2: like, seriously though.
1: But um, there's that whole chapter on arousal as well that I really wanted to talk about, yeah. which is the dominatrix woman um, okay. who really loves pleasing women. She gets yeah. paid to please women, I think. Yeah. Um, that chapter genuinely turned me on. Yeah, same.
2: Like did it yeah you yeah, very you, much so I, I think like it, it, it made me feel more okay it was more mm. like a validation thing where it's like it's okay for you to make all these different sounds okay. yeah, I wasn't it was like turning on myself but I was just kind of like ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, I was definitely turned on myself because t- it was a case of like hearing about other people getting pleasure Mm. yeah i definitely was like yeah that's great because yeah. like, <laughs> i, can, I we, relate i can we like we i can relate i want to feel like that before the podcast we were talking about how um like as women we're while, while gender is fictional culturally we're brought up to be a lot more empathetic you both about to yawn like hannah was yawning and you're like burping <laughs> and i'm like shh with
1: the sound it's a podcast
2: i'm sorry culturally we're brought up even though it's you know gender is it's fictional and we're brought up to be a lot more empathetic towards each other like i feel like if my friend cries i will literally automatically cry Yeah. (laughs) yeah there is no other road and like i um i feel like there's there's being intellectually sympathetic but i think like with girlfriends i think that it's like part of the cool part of being girl is that we're very socialized to be very very empathetic very fast with each other so when i hear that like another woman is turned on i'm like i'm turned on even though i'm damn i don't want to turn her on <laughs> but like you yeah. feel you feel you feel the other fit-
1: yeah. yeah 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 i get that as well because i'm straight so i'm not getting turned on by it because i want to please women i'm getting turned on by it because i want to be pleased yeah. and i'm imagining myself being that woman who is receiving the sexual pleasure how many Mother. comments do you
2: reckon we're going to get? That like, you're all in denial. But that's why it, that's makes why it sound like you're like. So this is more why I struggle. Like, oh, I don't struggle like... because like I am a cis white gender upper middle class female. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's not call it struggle. But like I think it's interesting about gender because I know that women like syndicate their periods, <laughs> and that is biological. There's no socialization to that. There's no mm. fictionalization to the fact that if we all live together, we probably have our periods at the same time. Like, and that makes me scared of myself because I'm (laughs) like, I am a witch. I am a wizard. (laughs) I am literally a vagina wizard. And like, that is nothing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, we are wizards. And like, there is like, It's really hard to explain. The the more close male friends I get, the more I realise it's hard to explain. (laughs) (laughs) When people are like, why are you friends with this person still? Or like, why do you know this person from childhood and you feel like they're your sister? And I'm like, I just do. (laughs) I literally had to explain to someone earlier today why I'm still friends with someone when they're like, but why do you like them? Well, <laughs> I, I, I like them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like them. sorry, it it's already been decided. It's in the stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Final. Oh, sorry, no, I need yeah. to pee.
1: Okay, okay, okay. well, I, I think we're done. So final. I think thoughts. we are. Oh, I I think
2: vagina is unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> I really totally okay. Weird. We haven't really said what we feel about this book because I... But actually, I think I think that okay, going out here on a limb, but I think it's a good book because it's made us talk about it so much. Yes. Like we did what a good book is something that doesn't make it talk about itself.
0: (laughs) Mm. It doesn't make it
2: insular. It doesn't make like Evie has not made it about herself. Is no, Eve, we've Eve. now all opened Eve, up and sorry. shared our own
1: vagina Eve, monologues.
2: Yeah, Eve has not made it about herself, which is why it's such a
1: good discussion. Yeah, yeah. I did like it. It's very cause... funny in parts, it's very sad in
2: parts. And... and there's nothing you can argue with, really. There's nothing I can because go back it, and be like, I think you're wrong. Because, because it's because about experience. personal experience, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Pride and Prejudice in that I hated reading it and then when I saw it, I just got it and loved it. And yeah. I think when I see this live, everything that was a disconnect, kind of thing will connect and i'll be like yes i love it because on principle i love it it's really cool because it's not a traditional play i don't think we should hold it up to those standards. i think it's, a, it's almost like a cross between like a book club discussion and a like cool performance thing it's very poetry-esque
0: yeah. yeah it's
2: quite poetic and i think yeah i don't know it's it's a powerful piece of like sociological literature rather than it being like a book or a film.
1: It's almost like an oral history
2: piece yes, as well. Yes, yes. it's
1: that's like an shepherdess, way it. yeah.
2: shepherdesses would tell this to each other. <laughs> okay, so how monolithic do your vaginas feel right now? <laughs> Are they going to say on thing? a scale from one to well, ten. Do you know what? Also, vagina monologue kind of a problem because, like, I feel like my vagina monologue is just my it's Lena monologue. <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't get to separate. It's mine. But maybe without the vagina monologues, I know men never would have felt like that.
0: Really?
2: It, the same with like, Mary Wollstonecraft and like, vindication of the rights of the woman. It's like, if that hadn't happened, I'd that. Yeah. I like my vagina. Good. I'm into it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Next month we're reading bonk the curious coupling of sex and science which is hannah's choice and it's by mary roach who's apparently a very famous person so who knows like, you know, it's meant to be a very say. funny book i have been lena knobs i've been hannah Witten. and i've been lucy moon
1: yeah and <laughs> oh, thanks we are for listening. the banging <laughs> yes we are
2: oh tick the glasses to vaginas. <laughs> <To> vaginas. <laughs> <laughs>